Welcome to Innovators Can Laugh. How are you doing today? Very good. Thanks, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. Let me give you a little background to the audience. They can get a, a better understanding of who you are. Charles Hubble, well, at 14, this guy was selling real estate. He was running a company. And at the age of 20, he was the youngest CGMA, which is like this charter global accountant. Very impressive. And at 22, he was the CFO of a 200-person company. Now he's created Pally, which is the world's first social iOS. Pally connects social messaging, planning, and relationship management to help you build stronger relationships and all supercharged by AI. Huh, super excited to have you here. <laughs> yeah, you're like a jack of all trades. Let's get started with fill in the blank here. Fill in the blank. I grew up in blank, and my favorite thing about that city is blank. Uh, Bex Hill on sea. And the sea, growing up on the seaside was really nice. Okay. When I was a kid, I wanted to be blank. Uh, and a footballer, of course, but also an architect. <laughs> okay. The craziest thing I ever did to make or save money was blank. I shoveled snow, like when I was about 12 years old. But the problem was, is I had a hole in my uh, pocket, which I didn't realize. So I was like 12 years old, shoveling all this snow for all of my neighbors, getting like, I don't know, two, three pounds a girl or something, storing all of this money. And then at the end of this, like literally like four or five hours, I realized that all of this money had fallen out of my pocket in this hole in the snow somewhere as I've been walking around. So I made a grand total of zero pounds after after all of this work, then I've come to be the funniest. <laughs> hey, at least you burned some calories, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. Best advice my mom or dad ever gave me or a mentor, it was Blake. Let's go for my mom. It's not explicit advice. It sucks. But the biggest thing that she embarked upon me was always about integrity. It really didn't. I mean, obviously, she didn't want me to do things that were bad, but it would always be far worse if I then lied about them. And so this this value of integrity and always being honest, like honesty above all else, is something that I probably took away from my mom the most. Okay. Okay. And last fill in the blank, a question here. Blank is a food that my mom likes, but I hate. There's nothing. I love all food. Also, I'm such a foodie. I'm, I'm way less fussy than my mom. So there's, there's zero foods that, that she likes that I does. I don't like. Okay. All right. All right. So listen, I, I, I think we're going to have an interesting discu discussion here because I read this study a while back. Maybe you've heard of it. I think they interviewed, I don't know, a few hundred people from this Harvard class dozens of years ago. And at the end of the day, when they, when they asked the people like what made them truly happy. And these are people from all walks of life, doctors, lawyers, scientists. I think there was even a president or politicians in there. What it came down to it was the thing that, that really, you know, the happiest, the happiest people it came down to really good quality friendships and relationships. And that, that really stuck with me because I'm a true believer of like real wealth. Wealth is not necessarily, you know, how much is, is your net worth by, by, you know, in your bank account or by your assets, but by the number of people that you have these really genuine, you know, quality relationships with and what your platform is aiming to do, at least in my perspective, is not just connect people like previous platforms have done but to help build, you know, good friendships. So I want you to tell us how you came up with the idea and then also what stage are you in in terms of the planning? And then also what are like the big benefits uh, for, for, you know, people who are going to use the platform? For sure. So the study, yeah, the, the Harvard study at adult development, the longest scientific study of all time. And as you said, the biggest thing coming out of that is that 
more than anything else, your relationships have the biggest impact on your, your quality of life and also your longevity. So how long you live. It, it's amazing that you can smoke 15 cigarettes per day. You can be an alcoholic and you'll still like live longer than if you had no strong relationships. So it's, it's better for you or rather on the flip side, loneliness is worse for you than literally smoking 15 cigarettes a day or being, being an alcoholic. And so it's crazy how much of an impact this has. And I don't think it's a really a surprise to anybody when you really think about it, but it's something that often goes unsaid. And so I guess I'm out here saying it and, and sort of reminding people about the value of relationships. And, and that is why I'm building Pally. So with Pally... Well, with the, loneliness, the loneliness thing, if you don't mind me saying, that is a big factor. My, both my dad and my father-in-law are 67 years old. They're still working. And the only reason they don't want to quit is because once they quit, they don't have any sense of purpose. They don't know what they're going to do other than maybe sit on the couch and watch TV and nag their wives like, hey, when is dinner ready? So... That is a huge, huge factor that impacts so many different people. And even even my generation where I'm not close to retirement yet, but it's something I think about, like, what is my retirement going to look like? I don't want to be in my dad's position. 100%. And it's something I've seen in my family. And I think one of the main reasons that I, I was cognizant of this being such a big deal is seeing that in my grandparents, in my mom, in my you know, in my family, seeing the value of relationships, but also the, the dangers of not having relationships at the same time. And so... And in my own life, you know, like in my own life where there's been moments that I've had to go against the tide and do something that no one else was doing and, you know, moving across the country as a 17-year-old, you know, and then to a place where I have zero people. Moving down to different countries again and again and again, doing the same thing. I realized how tough it is when you don't have those strong relationships and you have to build them. But uh, what I also realized is just how hard it is to maintain. You know, it, it's one thing you need yeah. to but then once you know that, it's so hard to stay in touch with people. And social media is designed or supposedly branded as this thing that's meant to be social. And maybe once upon a time it was, but now it's simply not. It's this algorithmic feed that generally people you don't know is they're optimizing for your attention. They're optimizing for advertising dollars. They're not optimizing for connection or for building strong relationships. And so realizing just how is it bad the tools were out there to help you build stronger relationships? That's what led me to building Pally, which is designed to build those tools to help you have stronger relationships. Now, the maintaining part, that really interests me because that's where a lot of people drop the ball because yeah. it takes work. And and honestly, it, it can take something maybe 30 minutes every couple of weeks. Usually, I will copy and paste maybe the same message text it or email it to a few friends. Of course, I, you know, I changed the name or whatever, but it's just so, sort of like, Hey, how's it going? How have you been? You know, I've been doing this lately. Just was thinking about, you know, some type of message, but a lot of people don't do that. And months go by that, that friendship or that, that relationship, it deteriorates. And then all of a sudden it's non-existent anymore. So does your platform, are you building something in there that helps the maintaining aspect of relationships has? So high level, how, how Plenty works is it sits above all of your other platforms. So the first step is to bring all of your relationships together. We use AI to basically go from your phone book. So your address, you know, address book on your phone, find all of their social platforms and then basically start aggregating that, those relationships into one place, first of all. But then our AI keeps track for you. So if something important happens in someone's life, whether it's on Instagram or it's on LinkedIn or it's on Twitter or it's on their website or, or any our AI notices, it realizes it's relevant and important in a, in a key life moment. 
And it tells you about it. Eric, your friend Jack just got engaged. Maybe you want to say congratulations. And it's these posts that you could probably quite easily miss. I think about it in terms of like, let's say the different circles that you live in. Of course, you have your close friends. Generally speaking, this isn't going to help you with those because you're already in touch with them on a regular basis every day, every, every couple of days, every week, whatever. But there's also hundreds of people that you care about, that you want to maintain those relationships with. But it's really, really hard to keep up because there's so much noise on social media. You can't spend hours a day scrolling. So you're going to miss yeah. things inevitably. And, you know, it sounds like you're the type of person that puts the effort in to keep track of people when you last spoke to them. That's one part that Pylee does automatically for you is when did you last speak and reminding you to reach out at a set cadence. Maybe it's every month, maybe six months, maybe a year, depending on different circles that you, you know, you're, that you, you define. But the other thing is like, when are the key life moments? And helping you not miss those key life moments. So that's sort of how yeah. panic works. It sits above and it keeps track for you and it helps you know when to reach out at the right time. The set cadence part, the following up part, the, the, that's something that you can set up in the application. Exactly. And it's by, you do it by what we call circle. So you can define, these are my best friends. These is my family. Yeah. These are founders that I'm friends with. These are, um, I don't know, ex-colleagues. These are my advisors or mentors. And for each one of yeah. them, you can say, okay, well, my family, I want to speak to you every two weeks. My best friends, Mitch, are speaking to you every two weeks. My ex-colleagues, maybe once a year, you know, and you can set that up and then you just forget about it and it will come back into your, let's say, schedule at the right time for when you need to reach out. But we try to keep it very right. honest. So we give you up to five things to do per day and it's just five insights. So it could be this person got engaged, you haven't spoken to this person in a while, this person you met last week, maybe you want to follow up. And then this person's raised money and this person's got a new job. Like it's just five people that you could reach out to per day. Love it. Love it. And so it sits on your phone book, but you also said that it can access your other uh, social applications. So like, like the typical person, is it going to access their Twitter account, their LinkedIn account, and then maybe something else? And Instagram and also your calendar. All right. All right. Now, how's it going? Because I think this was in beta phase the last time I learned about it. Where are we now? How's Still in beta, but very close now to coming out of beta. So I think we'll be, be doing a public launch in January. So in uh, next month, basically. All right. All right. And what do people get excited about the most, the ones who are in the beta program? It's 100% the information that we can give. So the concept of a personal CRM isn't necessarily new. This concept of even the cadence, you know, isn't necessarily new. What is fundamentally new is the depth of understanding that our AI has about each person. So... Our AI isn't just looking at like, oh, they changed their bio from X to Y. They updated their LinkedIn headline from, you know, X to Y. It's looking at the content of every post. So they actually wrote a whole, you know, one page post on LinkedIn. They uploaded a photo of them in London. It understands that this photo is in London. You know, they got engaged on Instagram. It's looked at that photo and it's understood that this is an engagement photo. So it's going way deeper into the content itself to really understand who, what's happening in these people's life. So it can give you insights that no other platform in the world can give you. And that's our unique technology, you know, our, our unique AI that we've built. Um, and that's what's super powerful for, for all of those that I mentioned. Okay. I love this. Is there any sort of like event aspect and part of the tool, like any, you know, yeah, events or in-person meetups or anything? So we take a pump for the tool, stay for the network approach. This is common marketing strategy and social, to be honest with you. Instagram, for example, started as a, you know, photo editing app that then 
became a, a social social network. We never planned to become what we call a social media. So I define that as like something that sit, someone will sit and scroll through. But we're building not just this relationship intelligence, but a whole suite of tools to help you be a better brand and maintain that that social life. So the relationship intelligence is the first tool that is the most valuable piece of our stack, let's say. But then the next thing yeah. to do once you have that insight, it's to reach out. And so we also have messaging. So ultimately, you know, we hope to replace WhatsApp with our messaging. When you're in messaging, you're trying to say, let's go and get dinner. So we've got an AI concierge that can tell you where to go and it can make the dinner reservations for you. So then you go to the dinner reservation, but now you want to make sure that it's in your calendar Well, it will automatically add it to your calendar for you as well. So, so we're thinking about that entire journey of the social relationship and making sure that we have the tools to support the entire journey. And one part of that is your plans, it's events. If you want to host a party, you can host a party. So it's really a fully fledged, what, as I said, a social operating system that helps you across that end to end journey. Oh my God. This sounds so fascinating. And what does the business model look like for you? Because right now I don't pay to use LinkedIn. I mean, I guess you can get LinkedIn premium, but that's more if you're trying to connect with people in a sales type and way or whatever. But for your platform, have you, what are you guys thinking right now? So it's completely free and it, you can always use it completely free. It will always be free, but for like 90% of the features. The insights over time would probably segment into free insights and then paid insights. The difference being the free ones would be more personal that like every lay person would want to have birthdays, you know, engagement, perhaps people visiting your city, but then people will pay for the more professional insights, the someone raised money or someone's company's growing really, really fast. So we see relationships as relationships. We don't want to define whether we're like personal or professional. We kind of want to sit in the middle of both. However, our business yeah. model will be more focused on the professional users who want to spend, if not very much, 15 to $20 a month. But to get those insights across their entire network would be really powerful. That's one part of it. The second part is that, that AI concierge I mentioned. So if we win insights, you know, that relationship intelligence piece, I think that we can win messaging, which will then, then basically move that daily interaction away from WhatsApp into Pali. And then by that, people will be making plans within Pali, having that AI concierge give them recommendations, and then our partners pay us. So those partners are people like Open Table. So when that reservation is happening in the background, we're getting paid. When you book the ticket, you see some jazz music from, let's say, Ticketmaster, we're getting paid. So it doesn't cost the user anything, it's still completely free, but we make money from basically the traffic that we're sending to these events or experiences through our platform. Yeah. And in terms of like a flywheel or any growth strategies, what are you guys doing right now that seems to be working and getting people to sign up on the waiting list? Yes. Well, I mean, so we're focused more on the actual product itself. So there's two sort of routes that we're taking in terms of that. One is the product like growth side and building viral loops into the product. So this is, for example, when you have an insight and you want to message someone, of course, if they're in Pali, that conversation happens within Pali amazing, we're happy about that. But if they're not in Pali, it automatically creates the SMS for you to send to the person. And that SMS ends with send with Pali. So it has this viral loop in every action that's basically taken within the platform that then drives people back to like, oh, what is Pali? Let me find out what Pali is. Uh, and so that sort of has that internal uh, viral loop. And then the other side is the events piece. So this is good because it brings a lot of people through the platform at once. If you get someone who hosts a big event, a thousand people, and they use Pali to host the event, then that's a thousand people coming into the platform in one go. So, so we, this is a really high leverage strategy that we're doing. It's kind of like influencer marketing in some respects. 
but more yeah. around the physical event rather than just like an influencer posting something online. Awesome. Haas. Okay. Now you're an accountant by trade, CFO. Are you also like a developer, an engineer? What does your team structure look like right now? Mate, I'm everything. My first business was design. So it's graphic design, web development, social media management. So there was a bit of coding in there, in there a, bit of, a bit of design, a bit of marketing. Then I went the finance route and did a ton of operational stuff. So so my role at, at Pali is very much like sales and fundraising, of course, marketing, design, products, basically everything. I do some of the building, but I have an amazing team of engineers. So my CTO is a guy called Alan Min, and he's very experienced on the back end. And then we have John, who's our head of mobile, who basically does all the front end on the app side. So it's really the three of us, two engineers and myself. I do all of the other fun, you know, things, and then these guys do purely a dinner. You're kidding. That seems like, I, I was thinking you had at least a dozen people on the team. Yeah, I mean, the, both of these engineers are 10x engineers. They, they, I do not know how they ship the amount of stuff that they ship at such high quality. I'm incredibly lucky to, to help them. So, yeah, I mean, it works well. I think, honestly, like, uh, we're just closing our funding room now, and um, we're excited to add to the team. Yeah, for maybe even faster, but it's, it's been going really, really well with them. Okay. How did you find them, Haas? Mix, actually. Like, so I, we actually pivoted into this in February together, but we, I started probably just over two years ago. And our first year was under a different business idea. But it, actually, that first year, the best thing that came out of it, other than me learning tons of things and making so many mistakes, was finding this. And it was tough. It was super tough because I was new to tech. I didn't have any tech really contact or experience. I had no, no idea really how to deal with finding good engineers or what did that even look like. So I made mistakes. I hired the wrong people. You know, I, 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 there were people I hired and lasted a week, you know, because I just, I was sold on them, but they couldn't actually build. Luckily, you realized quickly enough. Yeah. enough. So, so honestly, the, the short answer is luck. At the end of the day, I, I just kept looking, kept looking, kept looking and eventually managed to find these people. And so, so we're basically working from LinkedIn and the other came from a, a recommendation from a friend. Yeah. And then we started working together and ended up, well, now we've been working together for over a year and it's, it's going really well. Okay. Have there been any other helpful resources like, I don't know, programs, accelerators, anything like that that's been influential? Well, so, so the most influential thing was joining Sigma Squad, actually. So Sigma Squad is a community of young founders under 26, the most ambitious, the generally the, the most accomplished founders under 26. I'm very lucky to be a part of that. And the the help and energy and introductions and access that being in this community has unlocked has been invaluable. I can describe how valuable it's been. I mean, I've raised money off of the back of that, like significant amounts of money off the back of being Sigma Squared from the best investors in the world that would not have happened without Sigma Squared. So that, I think, there's nothing comes close to how valuable that's been. All right. Okay. Well, I'm quite fascinated about this. I've already signed up for the waiting list, so I'm eager to get access and, and start using it. <laughs> I think wow. it's great, especially for people like me who have moved to another country and they just don't have many friends. So I'm eager to try it out. Now we've come to the final part, rapid fire questions. Give me the first thing that pops into your head. Are you ready, Haas? Let's go. Okay, the Academy Award for blank goes to Haas. Oh, that's huh? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't want to... I know this is really slow and I need to be fast. <laughs> okay, let's say positivity. I try to always be the most positive person. All right, all right. Next question. Instead of stock options and bonuses, I'm I, I'm going to give new hires blank. Three of my favorite books. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> All right. Okay. Next question for you. $25,000 cash or dinner with Richard Branson? Oh. I've had dinner with Richard Branson. <laughs> That's to say, I'd have to say hundred more thousand pound cash. <laughs> What was that dinner like? Mate, I spent a week on, this is one of the things that came from Sickness Bread. I spent a week on his island with him. Come on. And that's all. Yeah, we've had a lot of dinners together and been in his hot tub and played sports and all of this. Yeah, we had a good relationship. (laughs) What was, oh my God, any any words of wisdom that he said about, I'm sorry? I said you didn't expect. Any words? No, I didn't. I didn't. And I'm glad I said his name because I was actually going to say another person's name. This is so funny. Hot tubbing with Richard Branson on his island, huh? Yeah, it was like the most real experience of my life. I was 14 explaining to my mom why she should let me drop out because Richard Branson dropped out and didn't do university. <laughs> and, and then 10 years later to be chilling with the guy, it's the most surreal like full circle that I think I've experienced. It was the best week of my life in many ways. Oh my God. Very cool. All right. Last question for you. The most interesting thing you did in the last 26 days, Haas. 26 days. What? That cried. Hey, it would have been the, I keep saying it. I'm really sorry, but I went to the Sigma Squared Global Summit about three weeks ago. And uh, that was all of the global fellows coming together in one place in Lisbon. And that was by far the most interesting because of all the same reasons I've already said. Yeah. Yeah. How many were there? Approximately a couple hundred or more? Yeah. 250 fellows out of 800. Obviously, not everyone could come together at the same time, but that was a really good group of people. And then, you know, 50-ish investors and sponsors and like that, mainly investors. Okay. And like a two-day conference plus a week of co-working beforehand with a ton of activities around that. And it was it was great. I mean, I met amazing people as I always do at these events and took away so much. There was a, my favorite book was this guy with Naveen Jain. He's a, a global, you know, billionaire by the richest people in the world, I believe. And his view on the world and solving problems was like nothing I've ever heard. And it inspired me in a completely new way. Like the way he thought about solving problems was Amazing. I can, I can tell you about it if you like, if you have time. Yeah, well, I, I will look him up on YouTube and maybe the audience yeah. uh, will try to look him. Do you know if he's got any videos in, in, on, on the well, internet anywhere? Oh, no, but I, I'm sure there'll be interesting place. Naveen Jain. Naveen Jain. All right, we'll check him out. And then final question for you, because you said that you would gift your three favorite books to new hires. I'm curious, what are those books, Haz? So, so these are not necessarily the best ones to gift, but I'll just tell you my three, the three most impactful books for me. There was The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. I read this when I was about 17, 18, and I was this over cocky teenager. And it helped me realize the power of not knowing the answer or being honest when you didn't know the answer. My, my defense mechanism was often like, even if I didn't know something, I would work it out on my own independently when often asking for help would have been the quicker and better way to learn and to solve the problem. And this book basically helped me realize that and adapt my style. Okay. Like what's thinking is another one. This is about how you look at mistakes and learning from mistakes. And it basically pits the aviation industry against the, the healthcare industry. And it's a really okay. interesting comparison and it helps you. I think just realize the value of not brushing things under the carpet, but implementing the right systems and analysis to understand where did you go wrong and how do you fix it next time? So that, that whole, and then I think oh, that's tough. I'm now tied. Either start with why by Simon Sinek. It's a classic or how to win friends and influence people. Because again, I think it's 
every single word in that book is is valuable. Yeah, it's one of my all-time favorites. I've probably read it a few times myself. Haas, thanks so much for being on Innovators Can Laugh. Thank you, Eric, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I'll put show links to, to Prally.com or is it Prally? Yeah, Prally.com and uh, any other place where people can learn more about you, Haas. On Twitter, at SalesMobile. It's probably best. Okay, fantastic. For those listening, I will be be back next week with another exciting entrepreneur who probably hasn't had lunch with Richard Branson in the hot tub, but nevertheless, they're doing exciting things here in Europe and abroad. Okay, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy this, tell others about it. Eric, signing off. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscollab.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks.